I'm Lindsay Curtis, and this is Her Return, a podcast devoted to women making the journey of returning home to their divinely human, feminine essence. Each episode is an opening up of a real-life topic with experiential techniques and tools to support you on your journey home. Hello, and welcome back to the podcast. Today's episode is me talking about life and creativity. It's a completely spur of the moment recording and we will see what comes out, but I hope we both enjoy. Hmm. A couple months ago, I gave myself a challenge where I was going to post on Instagram every day for 120 days. And at the beginning of this personal challenge, I Side note, often give myself personal challenges that I rarely speak about, Um, but every month I'll generally be engaging in something for myself, whether it be I'm going to do this specific practice for the next month, or I'm going to cultivate my energy in this way, or my sexual energy in this way, or um, I'm going to do this or that. So this is often just a part of my life that's super integrated, and sometimes I invite friends to do challenges with me, and that's always really fun. So I gave myself this challenge of posting daily, not just posting, but doing reels. And so my goal and the desire that I had behind it was to really engage my inner like driving force and masculine energy, if you will, to um, commit and, and be creating uh, and posting and have this like forward momentum. And then I had the intention of really clarifying my voice and clarifying my work and and giving people a greater insight on what it is that I actually do, because I feel like I don't always articulate that in a, in a very clear way. And then another intention was that I really wanted to just get comfortable with the camera and comfortable in being able to speak and post immediately or even do it live and that I could dissolve um, the the shame, the the fear, the self-critique inside about making videos. So I engaged on this journey of posting daily. And it was great because I really was able to start engaging my forward planning self and knowing that I don't spend time online when I'm menstruating. And I always take a lot of, of spaciousness in my cycle. I would batch content and and create in this way so that I could stay offline. And I learned how to post uh, on on Instagram without going on Instagram, i.e. schedule posts, uh, which felt like a big relief. And I was able to like learn a bunch of different things about the platform as well as myself in doing it. And then I was up to day like 75, 76, and I started feeling really, really tired of it. It wasn't a resistance, I'm tired. It was an authentic, like soul calling. Okay, we've gotten what we needed to get here. We can stop. And I meditated with it and I did some imagery and really talked to my higher self and many different parts of me and was able to come to a space of recognizing like, well, my intentions that I had at the beginning were met. And even if I don't go to the full 120 days, like I can be and feel successful. I can be and feel satisfied and that's okay. And 
it was a challenge for me because I really don't like losing. <laughs> I don't like letting go of things that I attach to. Um, but, you know, being a woman and in the world who really values going at nature's rhythm and being 100% devoted to truth and and that moving through my body, it no longer was true for me to post daily. And I had to go through a sort of, you know, ego death of sorts to to accept that and to follow truth and decide to stop the posting. But what was cool as well is that all of the intentions were met. And really, it happened probably around the second month mark where I just felt zero self-critique in, in my postings. I felt absolutely complete peace and silence. I created it and then I let it go, which was awesome. And then I, so I stopped my challenge and we, it, I decided to stop just the day before we were going on vacation. So like this, I had like a really big break. So I stopped my I stopped my posting all the time, and then I took a delicious couple of weeks off and spent a lot of time in nature and with my family, and it was delicious. And what I received in that spaciousness was how much creativity I was actually spending in posting daily, and how much, um, you know, it was with a clear purpose, and my intentions were fulfilled. But also I wasn't posting, I wasn't making podcast episodes as much as I like. And I wasn't emailing my list and doing all these parts of my uh, work and my business that really fulfill me and support the business in more of a business sense. So it was interesting to realize that. And then I got super curious and I, I began to wonder what other actions do I do that are just actually not aligned, that are just for some sort of agreement I've made with myself. So I've been examining that lately, and I'd really invite you to examine that as well. Like, What is it that is in your life that you're just doing because one time you told yourself that you needed to do it? <laughs> A good example is often when I have um, beautiful young women that come to me that are in their 20s or early 30s who are like, by this age, I was meant to have a child. And by this age, I was meant to own a house. Or by this age, I was meant to be at this place in my career. And just because we made an agreement with ourselves at some point, based upon the consciousness that we had at that point, doesn't mean that it's true and valid always. Our dreams actually do change their forms. The general energy behind the great dream usually doesn't change but the form that it takes will. And so being able to stay adaptive to the form, and when I say form, it it's really all of the quite literal actions, but behaviors and, and movement that we allow our creative energy to take. This reminds me actually um, in our last Hunt Gather Mother class, we covered uh, imagery for examining our internal and external motivation. And oftentimes what can happen is we can make contracts with ourselves based upon external motivating factors, such as I want to look this way, or, you know, I need to do this before my parents did, or as my parents did, or, you know, there's so many cons 
con- constructs and constraints in society about how we need to be living our lives. Um, but often, you know, that's not true. And so keep coming to that space of quietness and that space of deep listening to, and that's not it. You can't just come to that space, but you also have to engage inquiry. You have to engage questioning of yourself and of your dreams. So one of the big aspects of working with our dreams, our night dreams, as well as our daydreams and all my sessions with clients, it's what is the question here? Like, what is the actual question? And so if I don't ever ask a question to my dreams consciously, they're always going to be answering questions or anxieties, fears, and big emotions that we have. And so my night dreams, I can ask my dreams a very specific question, and sometimes that will be answered right away, or sometimes I'll be, be shown fears, angers, old emotions that need to be cleared. And as I clear those energies and continue asking the same question, suddenly, whoop, revelation comes and the question is answered. So that's what we do with our night dreams, but we also do that with our waking reality. And so I really, yeah, invite you to notice what questions are you asking yourself at this moment? And if you're not asking any questions, what are you doing? I don't know even what that would be like to not ask myself questions. But maybe you're just enjoying the pause because it's really good to take a pause too. So one of the ways that we can really harness our creativity is recognizing where we are already spending it or not. So where we are, for example, my example earlier, like I spent a lot of my creativity on social media and for this for this reason the last few months. And that was that was well and purposeful at the time and now that shifted. And we can look at our lives and and really when we want to create, when we have a desire to create something, we need to really be honest about how much energy we're investing in it, how much focus and actual spaciousness are we giving it? Because creating something in an aligned way doesn't just come from focus in this forward movement. It comes from spaciousness. It comes from receptivity. This is the balance, masculine and feminine. It comes from the willingness to open to it that then allows us to birth through it. So, you know, we have these both uh, masculine and feminine within us. And often when we desire something, we approach it with only one of our sides. We can either push forward and go and be very in the yang of uh, it's going to happen like this, or we could be very in the yin and completely surrendered and actually not be moving forward because that strong spine is lacking. And that surrender could look a little bit like collapse, actually. So it's about the balance. How are we balancing? And the balance brings me to my next point that I wanted to talk about, which is about union, divine union within us, really balancing these energies in relationship to creativity. And when I talk about creativity, I talk about, like, I really include our whole lives. I recently said to someone that I really consider myself an artist of life. And it's true. I'm, I don't, 
I'm not an artist of, of like painting proportions or sculpture or these physical arts, but how I communicate, how I move, how I try my best to walk the earth as a prayer, I find an art. It's an art of living. And being able to alchemize life's experiences into expansion, into goodness, I consider it to be an art. The art of living. Do you hear the bells? It's currently noon. <laughs> I really love living near this church that we're in this little village in Belgium. And there's a church just nearby who rings its bells once on the hour and then once every half hour. Just every hour we'll get the number that it is. So in the summer when we're outside all day, I just know the time because I count the church bells, which is really fun. Church bells and creativity and divine union. Well, here's some news for you. My partner and I have decided that we're getting married. And so we're having a celebration, a ceremony of our union. We've been together 10 years in June and and we are having our union ceremony in July. What a celebration. And it's been interesting because we've just decided um, like four months ago, basically at the very end of, of last year, 2022. And so we've been planning this ceremony in about a six month window. And it's a big creation. And I had no idea how much of a big creation a wedding was until I started it. And of course, it depends on how you want to do your wedding, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, we are having a wedding with about 40 people, which I consider to be large. And everyone that I talk to tells me that that's minuscule. So, you know, perspective. Um, but the whole process of creating this event is is an amazing example of the inner and the outer and the masculine and feminine really for creativity so i can give you an example i have well just zooming out for a second when we create something and we're feeling like stuck in that creation or we're meeting blocks in that creation or there's no more forward motion or we're not resting into the spaciousness that we know is possible, we need to look at actually where our energy is being spent or not spent, as I mentioned earlier. And when I say not spent, I mean, where is it stuck? Where is it wrapped up in something? Where is there a fear? Um, an anger, an unprocessable emotion? Where is there a belief that is blocking? Where is there something that we do not want to feel? Because it is in that that we get to access our life force energy. We're creating a wedding ceremony and uh, we've designed the actual ceremony part, really excited about it with rituals that are really important to us. And then... Um, we're also including members of our community and our loved ones to be a part of the ceremony, literally um, guiding certain things, which feels really, really special. And we're also, you know, don't have a wedding planner. So the decisions that we've needed to make and the research that we've needed to do and the dreaming that it has been to really listen to what is it that we truly desire 
and and allow and give ourselves full permission to embody that desire and not be doing anything in our wedding ceremony because it should be done that way or because just because tradition says or just because etc cetera, etc cetera. but coming to a place within us where every single part of it is what we desire that requires work and that's required a lot of spaciousness and inquiry and dreaming and questioning to really determine like what is the truth and of course, truth, we always know because it's a visceral feeling. Truth is just is. But until we hit the truth, there is those question spaces. And so that's always a, a good indicator. If you feel like you're questioning a lot, um, pause and really look inside. Feel for the truth. And if you haven't felt it yet, then keep questioning. So creativity and creation and when the two really polarities within us, the yin, the yang, the masculine, the feminine, this action and the receptivity, when they're unified, when we have divine union within us, that's when we experience the real joys and flows of creativity and the synchronicities and the dreaming confirmations and the pieces that just blah, blah, blah in together. And creativity is literally one of the greatest pathways in order for allow that to happen. So I really would love to hear what is something that you truly desire to be living, to create for yourself, and it's not actually happening yet. So I'll let you in on a secret. I really have desired to have this wedding marriage ceremony experience for a couple of years and in the beginning i wasn't really owning the desire and then i started owning it and getting really curious to okay if this is here why is is it not our experience yet why haven't we actually moved into a deeper level of us and so all last year i worked with this amazing book by terry real it's called Us. It has a tag uh, sub name, but I can't remember what it is. And I worked with this book all year to really slowly um, look at the different ways that I was actually resisting and not available for a deeper us, not available for a deeper union with my partnership. And this is where like the complexity and the beauty and and all the things in life really comes in because it's not just about our own inner union but our own inner union is always reflected out around us and these levels that we are able to really upgrade into and experience in love and in life no matter what sphere we're creating in is due to entering in relationship and entering into various partnerships and and relating in order to learn more and receive more about love. Love for ourselves, love for the other, love for the divine. So I spent a good year exploring and examining while my partner was also doing the same in his own way about marriage and, and what it means to us and what needed to be healed or integrated before we could do it. And I read a quote 
just yesterday about, and it was like, I wish I knew who it was from. It was quoted from someone in a book that I'm reading, but it was like, deep work is slow work. And I love this. And I feel the truth of this so profoundly. Deep work is slow work because deep work actually totally reestablishes new places within our nervous system. And it's slow because we literally are tapping into not only our life experiences, but our ancestral experiences and our past life experiences and our very own genetics and the collective influence that everything that ever has been has on us. And it's slow to really allow the germination and the, I mean, first the transformation and then the germination of that to then allow the fruits to come. But all of a sudden, bam, the things are blossoming and we're eating a pomegranate. So talked about a few different things today and I feel we're going to leave it here. Main takeaway for you, I would really love to hear and for you to reflect on what is it that you are creating right now that actually is no longer in alignment for you to be creating? What is it that you are doing with your creativity that actually wants to be shifted to towards a greater truth? And I invite you to, if you don't know that answer, if it's not coming intuitively right now, then start to ask your dreams. And so here is a very practical way to ask your dreams tonight. So tonight, before you go to sleep, have your dream notebook. You have to have a dream notebook. It's, it's just a necessity of everyone. <laughs> have your notebook by your pillow and you write the date on it. I always write tomorrow's date because that's how I work. Um, but some some people prefer to write the date that it is. And then write the intention. So I always write my question. So I'll write like, what is my desire? Or uh, what do I need to create? Formulate your question. Make it very simple, as simple as possible. So it doesn't need to be super flourish and with lots of big, beautiful, fancy words. Like, just be clear with yourself. And then close your eyes. And imagine like you blow out a sphere of light. And on that sphere, with a golden pen on the edge of the sphere, write your question. Okay, write your question and pose it to your dream field. And then as you exhale deeply, slowly begin to reverse through your day. So see and imagine your day going backwards until you fall asleep. And then when you wake up in the morning, as soon as you wake up, write the first impressions, even if you can't read your writing. Sometimes I can't read my writing and I'm like, what happened there? But as I continue reading, then the image comes back. <laughs> um, write, write the first impressions and over the course of a week, you will start remembering and you will be getting guidance more and more clear for what's going on with you. So remember, your dreams are either showing you what needs to be cleared or they're answering your question and it's up to you to determine which of the two they are um, but i am here if you desire support in that and if you are ready for a one-to-one -one 
journey where we go deep into your dreams, your night dreams, but also your waking dreams to dialogue with your subconscious and get clear on where to really capitalize and utilize and expand your creativity towards that which your soul really desires and book a consult call and let us go into that together. Until next time, I'm Lindsay Curtis and you've been listening to her return the podcast. Thank you so much for being here today. And as I already mentioned, if you're interested in taking this work even deeper, head on over to my website, www.herreturn.com and book us a consult call to see if a one-to-one journey is for you. With so much love, may you return home to yourself today.